You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise coordinator with Remax of Western Canada, and I'm your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. On this episode, I'm joined by Mike Reagan, Senior Vice President of Industry Relations and Global Growth and Development with Remax LLC. Born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, Mike joined Remax as a director in 1990. His first years with the network were spent transforming the annual Remax convention into a premier world-class event. In 2009, Mike began leading the Remax commercial network where his direction became the driving force behind the division's dramatic expansion in membership. Mike's energy has also helped establish Remax as a leading contributor to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Today, Mike leads global development for Remax World Headquarters. He's an avid golfer, painter, and he enjoys restoring classic cars. Mike, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Thank you, Wade. Glad to be here. That introduction only touched on a few of the things you've been involved with over the years. The annual Remax Convention, Remax Commercial, Remax Collection, Children's Miracle Network. Is there anything Remax does that you haven't been involved with over the years? Well, I've been fortunate to have a front row seat of incredible accomplishments by our network over the years. Um, haven't been directly involved in everything, but you know what's fascinating is at our world headquarters and throughout the system, at Remax was built on just amazing people. You know, one of the uh, phrases you hear a lot is we were built on the shoulder of giants. All the great ideas come from our associates. You know, we get to implement them around the world. So. Yeah, 29 years is a long time, but it's been uh, just an honor, really, to see the amazing people that built this organization. Awesome. And going back to the beginning, what enticed you to join Remax in 1990? Very simple. I uh, worked 12 years for an international software company, worked around the world, and had a chance to meet the founders of Remax. And in that first interview, they told me we were going to change the way real estate is done in the world. And I can tell you, every day driving to work, that's been my passion, along with a lot of folks at uh, headquarters. That's what we were built on. And we truly believe, whether it's, you know, impacting the lives of children, helping an entrepreneur open their first office or help that agent get their first closing, you know, we change the way real estate's done in the world. And Remax, as a leader, we, we lead the industry. You know, we people call us the first disruptor, that sort of thing. But more encouraging, I think, for our network is we've never stopped. We've never let up. And, uh, you know, leaders, senior leadership all the way down, everybody's committed to, you know, the future of Remax. And we do it in every aspect of the business. And uh, that's what we build for because we're in business to help companies or help our associates build their business. I understand your Ohio University education focused on fine arts. How has that education impacted the various roles you've held with Remax LLC? You know, a lot of times, certainly my role today, people ask, fine arts, really? And, and I think the value, and certainly my experience was, you know, college is a way you learn how to learn, right? And in fine arts, it, for me, it was a way to really think creatively. And when I came to Remax at, uh, they were just over 16 years old, two countries, Canada had opened. Um, you had to be creative because we were not number one. We were building this company from the, from the ground up, from what Dave and Gail started. So I think the ability to think creatively and apply it to the business side uh, was very important because, you know, our vision was not 
It wasn't a drawing to follow or a roadmap. It was a blank piece of paper. And when all of us came together to kind of build, you know, the brand awareness, the brand messaging, we had to do that as the company was expanding and we had, you know, rapid growth during those years. So I think the background, at least in my case, was I learned how to think, you know, outside the box or whatever kind of phrase you want to use, but think creatively and vision, uh, visualize what success looked like in all these different sides of the business. In your early days, the focus was on various Remax events and making those great. In your opinion, what is the biggest value that sales associates get when they take in a Remax event? Yeah, one of the core values, I think, at Remax and the, the amazing team that we had uh, producing events, we were doing, I think, when I was uh, over the event group, over 200 events a year, and that's certainly grown now to, to the team that leads it. But when people would ask me, what's your job at Remax during that era? I would say, well, we're in the recharge business because our role was to create a winning environment. And one of the, my most favorite phrases that we would have every year is when a first-time attendee came to the international convention and they would just look around and say, I never imagined all of this is available to me. That was very impactful. And plus, the, you know, the fun side of the business is we do a lot of creative things over the years. But if you get five, six, seven thousand Remax folks in the same room, amazing things happen. Not just the obvious networking, but the friendships that are built around the world. I still and I see it to this day when, you know, an associate from Chicago speaks at a conference in Argentina. That's what the conventions do is it bring those folks together. Certainly the education and networking, the motivational speakers and the positive, whatever. But our core value was to create that environment that was built on the energy of the network, the individual experience and perspective of the networks. But you walk out of that, uh, whether it be a convention, conference, educational event, whatever it might be, you walk out there recharged. You've got a few gold nuggets in your pocket that you could put into action the next day. You know, we weren't really built on preaching theory for, you know, down the road. It was what can you learn from your peers today that you can uh, effectively deliver tomorrow to build your business? In 2004, you became responsible for promoting the brand throughout the world. In terms of advertising, how's the Remax marketing efforts evolved over the last few decades? You know, it's exciting to look. I mean, and back then, kind of that era, Remax 99, we started the national television campaign. And most people didn't have top of mind awareness of Remax during that time. So one of our initial sort of strategies was to overwhelm the market with brand impressions and back it up with personalization of the brand through our associates. You know, one of the questions I've asked for all 29 years is, how do you personalize a brand? So when you take the all of the advertising programs together and then you add the power of the network, I mean, at that time, we were able to say that, you know, over a billion dollars is spent every year on Remax brand awareness because it's the collective buying power. We didn't write that check, but the collective buying power of our network escalated the brand to be, you know, millions and billions of impressions to create top of mind awareness. When you look at the advertising strategy today, what's changed the most, I think, or changed dramatically among consumers is it's still all the basics of TV, radio, and digital and social and this sort of thing, but it's how consumers consume media. People, uh, sometimes it's easy to critical, well, uh, 
people don't watch television anymore. The numbers say different. They actually, in fact, watch more television. They just watch it differently. You know, how many of you, the listeners that watch their favorite show on their iPhone or on their iPad or three days after or a week later? Is so I think all of the media and, and a, the advertising marketing team at Remax explore and aggressively pursue every type of marketing channel. And when you combine uh, what most people would think is traditional advertising, you add the new excitement of opportunities in social and, and all the digital channels, plus experiential. You know, Remax was uh, very aggressive for, and we still are many years for supporting sports marketing. You know, uh, Children's Miracle Network certainly is a brand message that gets out. We'll talk about that. But I think you have to be thorough in all of the commitments you make so that you understand the audience. You know, and in, in, in our world, of course, everybody's open to buy a home, right? But can you hit them at a time that that awareness of Remax, the quality of our brand, our, our network it is affecting that consumer at a time where they are looking to buy or sell? As I mentioned in the bio, you've also been very involved with the Remax commercial network. What's been your impression of how Remax has become a force in the marketplace on the commercial side of things? You know, most people uh, don't know that commercial was part of Remax from the very beginning. I think three of the first 10 associates that joined Remax were actually commercial practitioners. Wow. And the brand was uh, formalized sometime later. But uh, Remax commercial was developed because if you look at the communities that we serve, it was just a natural fit and opportunity to bring commercial folks over to the network to serve serve the community. And I think once we uh, kind of got our feet under us that we were truly, you know, we had a commitment to commercial, individual practitioners started looking at, like residential, is so at Remax, I can keep more of what I earn. I can run my business my way. I'm in business for myself, but not my by myself. And today, you know, we're the 12th largest a commercial brokerage network in the world. And over $14 billion in 2018, 35,000 transactions. And, and we, we don't, we're not out there trying to compete with the large global commercial companies. But when you think of the Remax network and to build on serving communities and the referral network and our global world that we live in, that's some of the catalyst behind our growth. You know, if you're a commercial practitioner today working at one of the big, uh, the big commercial houses, uh, you're probably giving up a large part of your salary and you're working in it or your commission, but you're working in a discipline that uh, doesn't give you the freedom. The beauty of Remax commercial and of course the Remax system is you come over to work at Com uh, Remax commercial, whether it be a, a commercial standalone franchise or one of our 650 commercial divisions within a residential office, you roll your book of business. You know, you bring your experience level, whether you're CCIM or or in our case, the ACP practitioner certification, you come over, you become a specialist in that market. And to brokers, this is a really important growth strategy because when you start looking at your footprint and all of your experience may be in, in residential, but how many times do you get a commercial lead? What do you do with a commercial lead? Why not keep that in-house? Bring over a qualified commercial practitioner have all the leads generated by referral agents, go to that commercial person in your office, share the referral fees. Now, all of a sudden, you can grow your commercial division. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. Some great points there, absolutely. And another thing you've been involved with, the Remax Collection. 
What's been your experience with that over the years? Very similar, a huge opportunity for, for the associates who either want to pursue luxury as a specialty, or maybe they get one or two deals a year and they're not comfortable on how to work with affluent buyers and sellers. Um, Ann Miller's our VP for luxury and commercial. And, and uh, she and Doug Winfrey, who's the, the commercial side, they are true advocates at headquarters because they both lived and worked in their space. Anne was a 25-year veteran of luxury residential properties, worked in areas like Fisher Island in uh, Miami, Florida, uh, Central Park area in New York, Chicago, a lot of you know, very, very notable uh, luxury developments. But what they bring to it is guidance, uh, kind of security assurance for associates that want to work in this space. We have in our network, um, we have thousands of agents that want to specialize in luxury. Then we have a full marketing support, education, digital strategy and program to support that agent. But like I say, those that might aspire to work in luxury, we promote the certified luxury home marketing specialist designation. So education is very strong. We're a, a very aggressive proponent of education because, uh, you know, when I hear Ann on the phone sometimes and she'll, she'll say, let me understand, you have your first luxury appointment this afternoon. You've never sold a million dollar home and you're asking, what should you do? My recommendation is uh, cancel the appointment. You don't want to meet with that client and dilute your image, the image of the brand, because you know, working with affluent buyers and sellers, it is a specialty. And Remax has the system to back you up. And you know, the beauty of what Ann's put together is you can download ads, you can personalize messaging graphics, there's uh, beautiful marketing materials, the luxury magazine. So a lot of things available to the affiliates. Speaking of all those different hats and specialties that you focused on with Remax, the one that I've heard you say is your favorite part of your job is working with Children's Miracle Network. How did this charitable partnership originate and what are your thoughts regarding how much our membership has contributed to CMN over the years? Well, first of all, it's never been about the money. It's always about the kids. And uh, we learned of Children's Miracle Network because of the existing relationship. I want to say about 1986, 87, uh, Rebex Quebec got involved. One hospital, a few local offices did some amazing things. We introduced the National Partnership or the North American Partnership in 1992 at the REMAX convention. And it was very simple. Marie Osmond, founder of CMN, was there, and we introduced the Miracle Home Program. When we evaluated a charitable partner, and of course, a lot of companies approached REMAX and said, you know, can you send us a few million dollars and we'll put your name on something? That wasn't us. That wasn't what Dave and Gail built. We wanted to get involved as we continue to do with many partnerships. We want to get involved to where we can move the needle. We can make a difference in the communities where we live and work. And so the, the premise of the Miracle Home Program was to take what our agents are already great at. We didn't come out and say, we need you to do a bake sale on Saturday or car wash. That's not what you're great at. You sell more homes than anyone else. So let's leverage not only the horsepower of the REMAX network, but the generosity because when we introduced the mod, uh, Miracle Home Program and later the, the Miracle Property Program with commercial, it was very built on this, such a simple model that when you list a property or a home, you designated a Miracle Home. When it closes on behalf of your client or your family, the agent makes a donation and 100% will go to your local CMN hospital. And you think about that today, we serve 170 hospitals 
that take care of over 9 million children a year. And most importantly, those children are are our kids, our associates' children, their neighbor, their family, and their clients. So when you close that transaction, make the donation, and an honor card shows up, or you get the recognition of the family, extremely powerful. And here we are in the middle of 2019, and in the U.S. and Canada, together, our associates have donated more than $150 million dollars. And that's extremely powerful. It, it stands you know, above the crowd to any other type of partnership. That is amazing. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of these powerful stories firsthand. Is there anyone in particular that kind of sticks with you that you'd share of maybe someone who's benefited from that? You know, uh, I serve on the, the National Board of Children's Miracle Network as well. And, and over the years, of course, all the tremendous miracle children that have been to events and featured at R4 and things like that, and the stories. But I think the one that sticks out to me is I was in a NICU unit on a, on a tour, actually making rounds with doctors at one of the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And they brought a baby in from surgery at one and a half pounds. And we were standing off to the side and a doctor looked at us and said, who are you? We said, well, we're, we're with Doctors 101. He said, well, then come over here. We stood next to the incubator as they were working on this baby, and he grabbed my hand and put it down, the one and a half pound baby would fit in my hand. And as he's explaining what happened, uh, there was something happened when I was born, they were they surgically repaired a, a part of their intestine. But he looked at me and he said, 10 years ago, we could not have helped this child, but the collective knowledge, education, research of Children's Miracle Network hospitals, he said, I'll watch this kid graduate from high school from one and a half pounds. And he looked at me and he said, we cannot do this alone. You know, most people don't realize that children's hospitals never turn away a child. One of the most powerful things you hear from a doctor is, I never have to ask the child how much is in their bank account. They treat children. Uh, In Canada, for example, an overwhelming percentage of the consumers know that children's hospitals are charitable organizations and give generously. In the U.S., it's a little bit of an image thing. A smaller percentage of people understand hospitals are charities. But most children's hospitals provide tens of millions of dollars of unpaid child care. So they need us. And, you know, the generosity of our associates impact the lives of children. Uh, Transitioning to the global side of things, now your focus is on global development. How does REMAX plan to grow internationally over the next few years? Certainly an exciting part of our business. We've seen great agent growth over the last few years. We're in more than 110 countries and territories. What I find exciting about this is when someone has the passion for the REMAX brand and they take on that, they buy the master franchise, maybe it's a country where they grew up and they live somewhere else in the world and they want to go back. And we, and we have all levels of, of uh, you know, ownership, of course, within that number of, of countries. But what's exciting is these are the pioneers. These are the REMAX pioneers of tomorrow. And certainly, uh, you know, Brazil and Portugal and Argentina and REMAX of Europe, they've, they've been around 20, 25 years. REMAX of South Africa will be celebrating their 25th anniversary in February. Well established. But then that, you know, that growth area and those new uh, countries that have come on, they're our future, you know, and everybody talks about the world's getting smaller place and the global marketplace. You know, you look at examples of the investment out of China and many countries around the world. As a company, as a brand, we have to be aware of what's changing. 
you know, we're able to talk about the, you know, global economic growth is going to be, you know, 2% or so this year. And, and Remax is positioned to grow in all these areas, but also at the end of the day, we're a localized company, right? We understand the culture. These are local owners that, you know, Remax of Israel is, you know, a Remax of Israel company. So they understand the nuances, the culture, and know how to grow business in their particular areas. You take that, multiply times 100 countries. Uh, what excites me the most is the, back to that original line is we're going to change the way real estate's done in the world and one country at a time. And, you know, and I see the future is just extremely bright and positive as we continue to grow. And, I, and I'll kind of leave you with this is global is one of the things that's so exciting is how passionate they are with the brand. Just a few weeks ago in Argentina, and I'm sorry, the Remax of Brazil annual conventions, a thousand associates got together in the shape of a Remax balloon for a photo. And that's what they're passionate about. So it's the belief in the network, the pride of the brand. Um, it's the systems and tools that we have in place because as the world gets smaller, it's a lot easier for us to deliver support. Um, you know, we were just at Remax Commercial in, in Mexico. We were here in Kelowna a few weeks ago that these programs can be more impactful around the world. Ann Miller just recently introduced a global luxury designation that's being taught around the world. So that's the you know, beauty and the power of the Remax network. Exciting times. And you don't need to go any further than Remax R4 to see that global passion with the Argentinian flags and all of the countries, not just Argentina, but it's very exciting. Absolutely. You walk in a, in a room with 6,000 people from 70 countries, great things are going to happen. And that's what R4 is all about. I encourage all of our listeners to get that on their agenda uh, for 2020 and plan to be with us. Well, Mike, since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So essentially, when you need to get something done, what is your hustle tip for accomplishing that task? Well, it just, I guess my own operation is really, uh, you know, it's about prior prioritization is what's going to be the most impactful thing on my desk or the, you know, on my list of things and, and what's going to make the biggest difference to the largest group of people. Messaging wise, it is so important for Remax Associates to know all of the things that are available to them. Because, you know, quite honestly, a lot of calls we get at headquarters is, um, do we have a charitable program? Well, yes, we do. 27 years, Children's Miracle Network, everything's available for you. So a lot of times we encourage just, uh, you know, maybe put a little extra effort in to understand what all is available to you because you're with Remax. You don't have to just look outside or down the street. We have a lot of tools and everything available and, and programs. You know, me personally, you know, go to work every day. We're here to serve the network. So I guess if I have a focus, it's do I have calls, questions, issues, or concerns from the network? I'm going to address those personally, and, and anybody on our team would say the same thing. Some great points to wrap up on. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. Thank you, Wade. It's great to be in Colonia. I have an amazing team here and uh, appreciate the time. And that's all for this episode. We hope you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Come